Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, yeah, how to start and scale any business, and I mean any business, without money. Now, most people think it's money required to start and scale your business. You know, they say that uh, you need money to make money. Uh, And I've got about 10 things you can do to start and scale your business and to get a lot more clients and to get a lot more income and to sell a lot more product that don't require money. And then a few personal assets that you and every other human being has that's more important than money. Now, of course, caveat is money certainly greases the wheels. You know, you can invest in marketing, you can create a better product, you can innovate. Um, But to get started, it's often certain factors, which again, I'm going to share in a moment, uh, that are more useful and leverageable than money. Okay, so the first thing you can do is to be an apprentice or go and work for a successful business person for free. So when I started business in 2006, I went and worked for a guy who had a property company uh, and I worked for him for between end of Feb and December. So I worked for him for about 10 months. Now, I was an artist at the time, struggling, skint, um, and I was prepared to work for him for free. And my plan was to work for him for free in the day and paint at night, because I was always painting at night at random weird times anyway, two o'clock in the morning, listening to Rammstein, duh, 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 and then Radiohead if I wanted to cheer myself up. So I thought, well, I could work from him in the day and learn property on the ropes, if you like, you know, learn sort of in the, actually in it, in the ring, rather than reading textbooks. Uh, and that really worked. And actually, he paid me minimum wage, then he upped me to £8 an hour, then £10 an hour, then he gave me commissions. And I ended up earning nearly six figures, or pretty much six figures, so 100 grand. I hadn't earned that as my whole time as an artist um, because I got enthusiastic about it, because I was learning a lot at at the time, because I could see property working. So you could work for an estate agent. You could find a big business owner. You could do one day a week or one weekend day a week. You know, you don't have to commit full time and, you know, have no overheads covered. But imagine if you could work for uh, Richard Branson or Lord Sugar or Elon Musk for one day a week. Now, what successful business person is going to turn you down if you say, hey, I'd prepare to work for you for free or do some stuff for them at home, you know, 10 hours a week, two hours of an evening for five evenings. And because that entrepreneur is going to see themselves in you because kind of that's a very creative entrepreneurial thing to do. And then, of course, you're going to get success and they're going to open more doors for you and you're going to learn And then you're going to get inside the ropes of their business and you're going to see how businesses really work. And that'll give you the great intel to set up your own. So that's the first thing. Don't go because I've got like another nine here. Okay. the next thing is you follow me on the live feed video. You listen to me on the podcast. That's great. So have you watched all my live feed videos? And I do often five to seven a week. Have you listened to all my nearly 200 podcast episodes? So live feeds, podcasts, YouTube videos. There are people like me. People more successful than me, making more money, less money, doing the same things and different things. 
who are giving you a load of free advice because this is the social media content marketing world that we're in. And the best way for me to grow my business and to sell my stuff is to put so much value out there that you go, wow, his free stuff is so good, his paid stuff must be really good. You know, you can't really trick people anymore like a lot of people are trying to do with this sort of anticipation or blind marketing. You know, it doesn't really work like it used to because everyone can access so much free information. So what's the best free information? So your job is to find the best free information. So make sure you deep dive on everything I've done on my audiobooks, on my podcasts, on my live feeds. But of course, then all the other top influencers, listen to all their podcasts, just, just find every business podcast you can, a marketing podcast and sales podcast, and listen to them all. Now, of course, I'm preaching to the choir here, I know, because this is what you do, but most of the world don't do that. But I'm always finding new good podcasts and always finding new good audiobooks. So go and do that. They're all free. I mean, it's unbelievable. Okay. Next thing is then, all these business owners and successful people follow all their social media platforms, uh, you know, follow who they follow, see what they're doing on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, because they will give you an insight into their world. Often us influencers, if you like to use that word, what we're doing is solving our own business problems, learning as we go along discovering new solutions to problems we're trying to solve, and then we're sharing them with you. In fact, the reason I'm doing this podcast episode, how to start and scale your business with no money, is because someone private messaged me last night from Korea, who's just bought my book Leverage, or Life Leverage, but Leverage in Korean. They took the life bit out. And they asked me, how do you start and scale a business with no money? And I'm getting asked that all the time. So I thought, well, one, I'm going to answer that. Two, if I do a live feed and a podcast on it, the 958 times in the next two months I get asked it, I can just refer you to this podcast. So I'm kind of leveraging my time. And that's what many of us influencers are doing. All right. Are you on every single platform? Because really, um, many of these massive platforms like Amazon, like Facebook, are actually glorified search engines. So, you know, 10 years ago, we all had to be on Google, didn't we? We needed to have a website, we needed to be search optimised. And if we weren't found on Google, we kind of didn't exist. And, you know, we all needed a website. Um, of course, there was a day before that when we didn't, we needed a physical shop. But Facebook gets as much traffic, if not more than Google. So really, that's also a search engine because you've got the search bar at the top in Facebook. And because you'll search for groups and influencers and authors and Amazon is really a search engine because that probably gets as much traffic as Google. So if you don't have an ebook or an audiobook or a physical book or a website or all these social media platforms, which are really all glorified search engines, if you're not searchable, you don't exist. And there's going to be a certain amount of organic traffic, i.e. people get recommended to you. You know, you get sort of these, this viral network. People find their way to you. They search for stuff online. They talk to people. And then when people go and Google you or Amazon you or Facebook you, which they are doing, and they can't trickle down and, and find their way into your net of all the assets that you have, then all these searches disappear. Now, I remember listening to an audiobook, and I think it was Arianna Huffington's, and I think she was talking about a very famous woman. Now, I forget who it was exactly, um, but basically she got this sort of like overnight success. Now, of course, it takes a decade to get overnight success, but she got her big break, her 15 minutes of fame, if you like. And um, she got on some massive TV show and there was this massive sort of huge thing and it lasted a few days. And uh, she said she had nothing on Google, nothing on Facebook, nothing on Amazon. Uh, and they, they reverse engineered and discovered through the analytics that she had millions and millions of searches and hits in this very short period but nowhere to catch them. So she had potentially hundreds of thousands or millions of customers, followers, fans, and nowhere to catch them. 
And then like, I mean, that's like going fishing and not having a rod and not having a net and there being salmon jumping up all over the place going, eat me. I mean, how frustrating would that be? And we're all going to get our 15 minutes or our five days or our five years of fame, as they say. You need to be ready before that happens. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, really? Setting up Snapchat, what, messing around on that, updating my LinkedIn profile, having another Facebook group, doing all these things. But set them up. Have your landing nets ready. Okay, next then is joint ventures. So if you joint venture with a peer who has a complementary product or service, you offer theirs to yours and yours to theirs, you win. So, you know, for example, Odemars PGA or Rolex might be able to do a joint venture with someone like Vertu, you know, who are the expensive phone company because they're sort of similar brands. You know, often that you, you see both and name stereos in Bentleys and Range Rovers. Um, in fact, the Range, my Range Rover's got Meridian, which is a high-end Scottish um, hi-fi company. So they kind of do joint ventures. So there are peers, com- you know, companies like you um, that uh, but you could promote that aren't a comp- competitor, that you could do a, a joint venture, a reciprocal promotion. There are also different industries. Now, the next level for that is going up and finding the big influencers. So if you can get the big influencers with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers and fans to offer out your work or to interview you, uh, of course, you've got great leverage. Now, don't just go and ask them to do that. You've got to find something that you can give to them because otherwise, why are they going to risk their brand and, you know, sending something out to their followers and fans that maybe isn't quite on brand? But if you can go and help and support influencers, if you listen to great podcasts and if you follow people's work, share their books, share their podcasts, share their live feeds. If you keep doing that, they will notice you. And they go, wait a minute, this person's given me a hell of a lot of value. And, they'll, and you'll build this um, law of reciprocity, this desire to help back. So you've got JVs and then you've got going for the big influencers and the complementary non-competing businesses. The next thing you can do is um, encourage more referrals by having a referral program. Now, of course, if you've got a good product, um, but you're not really a marketer, then your main source of business will be word of mouth. Now, when I hear people getting all their business for word of mouth, what, it tells me two things. One, they've probably got a good product, you know, and they're a good, humble little business. But two, they haven't really embraced marketing and got into the more direct response world or investing in marketing. And they make it out like it's really good. But, you know, word of mouth takes a long time. Now, of course, when it's been going for decades, it's very powerful. But you probably want to grease the wheels. You probably want to speed up starting and scaling your business. So what you do is you have a proper referral ambassador program. We have it at my companies. We call it the ambassador program. And so we encourage people to bring their friends and family and email their databases and update their social media profiles. And they can either win um, points, crew points, which, um, you know, almost like, I suppose, Avios, so they can get um, money towards our courses or they can get cash um, at certain percentages and then they go up as they um, make them and us more money, they go up a leaderboard and they get increased cash and then they can win holidays and stuff like that. And, you know, the big network marketing companies like Utility Warehouse, uh, Avon, all that, they're great. You know, they throw these huge, basically, referral parties in big stadiums, getting you whooped up, telling you, oh, a bit higher of a level and you get this badge and another higher level and you get a car and you get a holiday. And hey, you know, you can model that and you can create that. So it's not just about getting word of mouth. It's encouraging it and having a rewards program. And that doesn't cost you any money. That is the the, the most free form of marketing. You can also ask people to share your work. Now, if anyone ever emails me, messages me, posts on social media saying, hey, that they've listened to or read my book, I'll say, could you please review it? 
I am. Do not mind asking people. In fact, someone once starred me on Audible going, how desperate is it to ask your followers and fans to review your audiobook? Um, well, mm, I don't know. I mean, if I've, I've got 726 reviews on money in no time, that's good social proof. And yeah, probably one or 200 of them have done it because I've asked them. I didn't pay them. I didn't force them. I didn't tell them to review the book before they've read the book. When they said to me they've read the book and loved it, I simply asked them to review it. Why not? You know, what's the problem with asking? My dad always said to me, son, if you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, and I thought, yeah, so I'm going to ask. So you can ask your best customers, your followers, to share their testimonial, their case study, to tell other people about their business. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, it's like someone's making out it's a crime. Oh, you should never talk about your product. You should never market. You should never sell your stuff. It's really desperate. Well, no one's going to sell your shit for you. So there you go. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Haters. <laughs> All right, next. So, so many people are trying to get their product perfect and spending years developing it and, and, and uh, improving it and blah, blah, blah. No, get a version one out really quick, a down and dirty product that's good enough and tell a very small um, niche of your main customer base, this is a really rough version one, therefore I'm giving you a massive discount. Please buy it, please try it, please test it and then please give me feedback. And so what you want to do is you want to sell some stuff to get some money so then you can sell more stuff or invest in your marketing or your innovation or version two. So don't wait to get perfect. You know, I'm doing this on an iPhone 7 or 8. I don't know what the latest version is. Um, you know, and if Apple had waited to get a version this good, uh, then they never would have created a phone. And then even when they create the new phone, what they do is they have the updates on the iOS. So their operating system, they update, 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 update. And there's often glitches that they're testing on us. And then they update, 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 update. So you should not be waiting for years and years and years to get your products and services out there to sell them. You should be getting something out quick, getting some money in. Because, you know, price and value are linked. So if you're worried about, oh, well, I can't do that because my product won't be good enough. Fine. Charge at a price where it's a bargain. Reduce the price. Tell them this is version one and tell them that for this massive discount, you want them to give you feedback and help you improve this product. Oh, and by the way, they can have a, a discount on version two. And then you get a some money. Oh, look, money, that evil thing. You get some, And then what you can do with that money is invest it into pay-per-click or invest it into marketing or invest it into ads and invest it into creating a better version too. And you just keep revolving that process. So literally you go out and cash flow your business because, you know, some people might say, oh, well, that's not no money down. But it is because you've got no money. You cash flow it by selling some stuff. You get some cash into the bank and then you use that cash to reinvest, to reinvest, to reinvest. That's how I invested in property, my first what, 50 properties were none of my own money down, but there was someone's money. So it's not like I'm saying, you know, that there's no money. It's just you've got to find someone else's money. So this leads me on to the next thing, which is what about having a partner? So I have Mark Homer. Mark Homer financed many of our initial properties. When we set up Progressive Property, we decided at the point when we were ready, we'd put 200 quid in each into this bank account we set up. We didn't really know what we were going to do with it, but we thought, well, 200 quid will be enough to start. So Mark took it out of his savings and I put it on a credit card. And then we had 400 quid in the bank and we thought we could do a load with that. Well, as it turns out, we could, but you kind of can't as well. Isn't it? Not a huge amount of money. OK, so those things I think that are way more valuable than money are creativity, production, resourcefulness, solutions, service, you know, a growth mindset, a desire to serve, a desire to care, um, to keep iterating and improving, to listening to your market and your clients. All of these things do not require money. You can do all of these things 
on social media. You can go and test and ask and interact with your clients. And in fact, I'm just doing this podcast and live feed because someone messaged me saying, how do you start a business with no money? So there's a direct, very quick, fast, um, liquid loop between me and my customers. You know, ultimately, all I have to do is have some conversations on social media. And I know what problems my customers are having. And I know what um, help they need and where they're reaching out and where they're doing well. And I just have to solve these problems. And sometimes that's um, a pretty easy thing to do. And sometimes I have to tweak what I'm doing. But it's a really live loop. It's real time. Whereas you couldn't do that 20, 30 years ago or before uh, the internet. So just a reminder, creativity, resourcefulness, production, solutions, caring, service, all of those things are way more important than money. All right, thanks for tuning in to this Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast and this live feed. Um, If you listen to the podcast, but you don't follow me on Facebook where I do the videos live, and I do a lot of videos on Facebook that I don't do on the podcast and vice versa, then I am Rob More Progressive on Facebook. And conversely, if you're not in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community, then search Disruptive Entrepreneurs on Facebook and you will find the online community. There's what, nearly 8,000 of us now all interacting, um, where we carry on the conversations, we have some, some debates, a couple of arguments from time to time. In fact, I banned a fake profile yesterday. So yeah, there's a lot of fun going on in there. So thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.